0: new series that you're going to hear me preach uh, from now until the end of March, okay? And so it's a series I'm calling Fresh Start. How many people like Fresh Starts? You know, this is that time of year everybody talks about it, right? How many of you got a gym membership this year swearing (laughs) that this is the year that you're going to do it? This is the year you're going to hit the gym every three times a week. How many of you decided, you know, you wrote a list down, I'm not going to eat potato chips in 2020. And then last night you cradled a bag of Doritos as you watched a movie, right? It happens, but everybody talks about Trying to do a fresh start in the new year, resolution, so on and so forth. Um, you know, Catherine mentioned that next week is Vision Sunday, where we talk about a whole new year. Of course, you know, I, I tend to be really pragmatic. All years are just dates on a calendar because the Earth turned around in a circle, and we we, we assign meaning to it. Really, there is none. Right? But it's a good time to reflect and think about. We've talked about that. Um and you know, uh all of us go through different starts and stops together, sometimes as individuals, sometimes as a church, sometimes as a family. We all go through that. So that's we're gonna the themes we're gonna go to. So today I'm gonna be starting my series on that, but weave it into what we're doing today. I actually, as you prepare this stuff over the, as I was preparing this stuff over the holidays, I was trying to think about what am I going to be talking about, what am I going to do, and this whole idea of fresh kept on coming to me. You know where I first saw it? Believe it or not, you, can you all guess? It was at Subway where I got my first revelation, right? Because Subway, what's their motto? Eat fresh, right? Even though none of their stuff is fresh, it's a very good motto. <laughs> Okay, and it's sort of just from there I started hearing about it and it kept on coming back to me again, the whole idea of, of this fresh uh, idea. And I began to uh, write down notes and ideas. I don't know if you guys do this, but when I get an idea, I'll, I'll take out my phone or I'll take out my um, my notepad and I'll just start writing, 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 you know. And then I'll start thinking about uh, well, how could this fit in with the church? Maybe what what is it just for me? Is it for the church? And then um, one day recently... I was at the church uh, for a different meeting, not a church meeting, just a business meeting. And I was looking through my notes trying to find an old business note thing. I was actually trying to find a list of the repair jobs we have to do at the church. And I found something from 2014 uh, that said, uh, it just said there was a prophecy, a word spoken over the church. So I opened it up and I happened to be sitting next to Pastor Omri and I showed him. I said, look, all of this stuff I'm talking about with freshness. And the first thing I saw was there's a fresh wind. You know, and I said, okay, thank Lord. Then Pastor Armor doesn't know this. Then at home at night, I thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to look through the recent stuff. And last year, we received a word again from the Lord to to look for a fresh anointing and a fresh understanding. And I felt, okay, now I'm on the right path here. Okay, but I want to be really clear about what I mean by fresh. Okay, because fresh doesn't always mean new or different, but it can be a fresh version or a new version of who we are, where we are, what we're doing. You know, I love the Lord sometimes when he sends a snowstorm to help Push my sermon illustration. How many of you went, well, last night it got bad. Yesterday afternoon, if you looked at my front lawn, it it was white, but I could see, you know, it wasn't very deep. And it was all craggly and icy and nasty because of the weather we've been having this past couple of months. But then when I woke up this morning, what did it look like? Just a freshly covered snow. Now, I know we don't enjoy shoveling it, and I know we don't enjoy driving in it but we kind of have to admit at a tiny space of our hearts, it does look beautiful, right? For at least a little while until you have to get outside, right? The freshly fallen snow driven by the wind, and it looks nice. So the Lord gave me a real-life sermon illustration by dropping 20 centimeters on our city uh, last night. Thank you, Lord. Okay, how many of you thank the Lord for the snowstorm? Okay, all right. (laughs) But uh, maybe a more easy example would be uh, water, okay? So if you could put up the next slide that has the uh, two pictures of the water there for me. All right, it might be the second slide, but you can tell that it has two pictures of water. And you have, that first pool is what? Anybody know? Stagnant water. Okay? Now, I admit I cheated a little bit in the second photo because that's a really uh, special lake somewhere in Asia, but you get the idea. The first one is stagnant water, water that isn't moving, water that's just been sitting there, water that's sort of rotting or whatever it is in is rotting. It has nowhere to go. nowhere. It's still water. It's still H2O, right? If you were to look at it at molecular level, it would still say H2O, but how many of you would jump in there and be like, woohoo hoo right? Nobody. Well, maybe one or two weirdos, but most of us... Wouldn't do that. Now, how many of you wouldn't mind jumping in that thing you see on the other side? We'd all be in there, right? With floaties on, right? We'd all jump in there because it doesn't it look refreshing? Doesn't it look nice? How many, first of all, every girl under 30 would be like, selfie, and they I'll be Instagramming themselves in, in, in that one. And Yolanda. Well, she's under 35, so it's about the same thing, okay? So, right? Everybody would be doing their selfies and everything in there because Why? What's more interesting? What's more enjoyable? What's more, if you will, refreshing? Definitely that water. So I want you to think about that. That's what I mean by fresh start. It's not that I'm telling about changing who we are as a church or as an individual. You're still you. You're still H2O at the molecular level, like this water, but it's different. So again, I want to, for, you know, we're not all great at science. I wasn't great at science, but those two pictures you see, that is the same substance. It's the same substance represented differently. OK, so I know that we all love the one on the right a little better. But in our lives, can we all admit, sometimes we feel more like the one on the left. Some, sometimes our life can get a little bit stagnant. Right. And we use the New Year sometimes. We're like, that's it. I'm going to hit the gym. And we make all these crazy promises. And we know in our heart of hearts we're never going to keep them. Right. But I think it's sometimes too about how we're doing them, and why we're doing them, who we do them for. Okay, so let's talk about what we're going to talk about over the next few months. So first of all, we're going to talk about getting a fresh vision or a fresh revelation understanding of who God is, okay? Let's look at the Bible, and Proverbs says this, where there is no revelation, people cast off restraint, okay? But blessed is the one who heeds wisdom's instruction. Or another, uh, those of you who are older will know the older version, which says, where there is no vision, the people perish, okay? Uh whether, whichever version you take it at, the idea is normal. And you know how much we all know this to be true in our lives. You don't need a theology degree to understand this. How many of you live in a borough where the snow clearing is terrible? Know why? Because of the leadership. Not because of you. It's not your fault the snow clearing is bad in your city. Right. Our governments sometimes. I'm not I'm not here to beat up our governments. The idea is, though, we all know we see this at home. We see this at work. We see this in our city politics or provincial politics, international governments. We see this when there's a lack of vision or a lack of revelation, a lack of understanding that people can go nuts. So you see in some countries when they've been suppressed or in some countries where they've been pushed to or lied to. What do they do? They throw off restraint. They die as a result of bad leadership. No vision, no Uh, no, no, no leadership, no revelation. There are people in this room who work in international politics, and if they could tell us what they really know, they would say, yep. (laughs) Right? I'm looking, you know, a couple of you people, you know. Right? The people in X country aren't dying because we're not sending them money. They're dying because their leadership has no vision, no morals, no revelation. They don't care about their people. So what happens? The people die. And then the people cast off all restraint and say, well, forget this. I'm going to rebel. I'm going to do this. It's normal. And you think, oh, yeah, those countries over there. Yeah. Now look at your own self. Look at your own self. It can be so hard sometimes. You know, when life can get stagnant, when life can get uh, troublesome, sometimes we just stumble from mistake to mistake to mistake from error to error to error, from whatever to whatever to whatever. And in the same way, we've cast off our snake. We're like, that's it. I can't figure this out. I feel like I'm kind of lost. So I, I, I have no understanding. I have no revelation. Revelation. I have, I have no vision. So I'm just going to just do whatever. Tomorrow I'm going to wake up. I'm going to go to work. I'm going to do the same thing. And whatever happens, happens. Right? And we lose sight of that. Now, There's a reason, it's funny, it says here, blessed is the one who heeds wisdom's instructions. It's so funny, again, I was, I was, I was, uh, going through my Facebook and somebody I know was trying to sell their own life coaching course. Any of you ever done a life coaching thing? Anybody? Yeah, I know most people in this church. You know what life coaching is? You literally, it's its like kind of have like a solid psychologist co- a little bit. Nothing wrong with having a psychologist or even having a life coach. But you sit down with somebody, okay, and literally what they tell you is, uh, yeah, so uh, how do you organize your day? Well, I don't. Well, that's you got to start there, you know. Uh, well, how do you organize the way you eat, the way you work? The way, well, I don't do any of that. Okay, let's talk and how, what do you want to do? Well, I want to do this, I want to do that. Well, let's talk about the steps you're going to take to get there. And you know what happens? You pay them for that. You pay them. You pay for them to tell you the things you already know intuitively, but you need someone to tell you. Okay. So what I'm doing today is offering a free life coaching course. Okay. And I should. Can you th- throw me my phone? Yeah, I don't mind if it throws. I want an iPhone 11 anyway, so I'll get rid of this one. Um, and by the way, I'm not showing you this as a phone. There's a Bible in this phone. Okay. And the entire Bible is a free life course. Okay. Life coaching course for free. It's got all sorts of wisdom, like where there's no revelation, the people perish. All sorts of things about the way you should live, love, the way you should work, the way you should do school, the way you should treat other people, the way you should interact with your government. It's all in there, gratis, free. You can download it right now on our Wi-Fi. We'll pay for it. Okay? And you're saved 150 bucks a week from a life coach. Now, I'm not saying this, you know, it's not good, it's, not, it's bad to talk to a life coach or a psychologist, please, by all means. But I'm saying you have a free resource for you, okay? I could talk for hours and hours and hours, and I cannot tell you even nearly as much as the Bible could speak to you in one minute. You're looking in the right place, let me tell you. Because real revelation, real understanding, real fresh vision, a real fresh start comes from God. Let's look at uh, Matthew 16. Jesus was talking to Simon, son of Jonah. Do we all know who Simon, son of Jonah? Who is he? Come on, who? Somebody over there got it right. It's Peter, okay, before he got called Peter. And he's saying to them, he says, Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, that's you guys know as Peter now, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. Okay, first of all, what was the question? Jesus said to him, Peter, who am I? Who do you think I am? And now Peter had left his job behind as a fisherman, not completely, because we knew they were still fishing, and followed Jesus. He was on this fresh start, and he goes, I get it. I know who you are. You are the Messiah. You are the Son of God. You are the one that was been promised. And then Jesus says, that's it. You got it. Now remember, go back. Okay, Blessed is he, Proverbs said, who heeds wisdom's instructions. Blessed is he who listens to wisdom. Then Jesus says to Peter, Blessed are you, Simon son of Jonah, who becomes Peter. This is where he gets named Peter, by the way. For this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood. Okay, what's flesh and blood? What's flesh and blood? Me. I'm a sack of bones and blood. Okay? I'm flesh and blood. You're flesh and blood. I'm talking right now, and I may be saying something, and if you're going, I get it now. I get who he's talking about. I get the Jesus saying. I didn't reveal it to you. It's none of my wisdom, none of my ability, not because I can speak well, not because I'm timing everything right, not because of the notes I have. All of that is just bleh. If you get it, it's because God Himself reveals it to you. So when you get something from God, the fresh start you get from God is much more than anything I or any life coach or any teacher or anybody in the universe could give you. That's a fresh start you want. You want to be like Peter. Peter had such a fresh start, Jesus gave him a whole new name. He says to him, forget it, you're not Peter anymore. Now, he said, you're not Simon, son of John anymore. You're now Peter. And this is the rock. Not not Peter himself. He meant the truth of Peter saying, hey, you're the Messiah. Because that's the rock I'm going to build my church on. So that's who you guys are, the church. Right? So Jesus says, this vision and revelation of who Jesus is, is from God himself. I could talk forever. Nobody wants that. Everybody wants to go for lunch. Right? But he's as I'm talking right now, as I continue on, God himself can and will reveal to you who he is and provide you that fresh start. Okay? So, to do that, we need a fresh, what I'm calling anointing or impartation. Those are two big Bible words that Bible people use a lot. Okay, but I want to talk about uh, what that means. Okay? Jesus says this. In the book of Luke, and he's referring back to an old prophecy from the, book, from the prophet Isaiah. Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Whose Spirit of the Lord? Holy Spirit. It's God. okay? Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Okay, so Jesus' anointing, Jesus' message, Jesus' mission was what? I literally just said it okay you can people can try and claim Jesus for a million different things for their political cause for their social cause for whatever they want okay for their nation or whatever God likes my country more than yours it's all rubbish this is why Jesus came okay to do what preach the gospel to the poor what is the gospel what is the gospel? Come on, church people. What is the gospel? The, the good news. The good news of what? That Jesus came. What? To give everybody a fresh start. That's what he says I'm here to do. Okay? Not me. Him. Me too. But that's another story. Okay? He sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Who's ever been brokenhearted? Anybody here? Oh, only me. Wow. Impressive. Okay? Some ladies over there have been brokenhearted. Okay? My mom's been brokenhearted. Probably something I did. Okay? <laughs> Anybody else ever been broke? Put, I'm, I'm dead serious. Have you ever been ever had your heart broke? Put up your hand. Jesus came to heal that. Don't think about the brokenhearted over there or the brokenhearted in that country or the poor sad sack at work that you know is in that. The, God is there for them too, but he came to heal your broken heart too. Okay? Not some other person. Okay? To preach deliverance to the captives. Well, that sounds fancy, doesn't it? Who are the captives? You, me, he doesn't mean people in jail. He means people in spiritual jail. Those who are lost, bound, you know who you are. You know, we talked about before, you wake up in the morning, you have no vision, you have no understanding. You're like, I don't know, whatever, I'm just going to go to work. I hate my job, I hate my life, I hate everything. I hate this car, I hate everything. You ever been in those situations? You're all laughing because you've all been there right? And you get there, and I just need a fresh start. I, I'm going to get a new job. You get a new job, and what happens? After a few months, you're right back at it. Hate my boss. Hate my this. Hate my that. Hate my this. Because the problem is not the job. The problem is not even... It's you. It's your captive. You're not a bad person. You're just like everybody else. Jesus came to preach deliverance, getting out of yeah. to people. Yeah. So you get out of that captive moment. So you wake up in the morning going, sure. As my vows my card does. Sure, the, for some reason, the parking, light, parking brake light turns on when you just stop at a stop sign. I don't know, but, you know, instead of it, it, a practical example to tell you, God preaches us, gives us deliverance. Recovery of slight to the blind. Now, this has a double entendre, my Quebecois friends. Okay? Jesus means two things here literally to literally have people who cannot see see. And for the spiritually blind to see the spiritual truth. And let me tell you, it means both. We're not a church that shies away from the fact that, yes, God heals people physically today. And he heals those who are spiritually blind. And to set to liberty sort of the same deliverance, those who are oppressed. Now, you may be oppressed. There might be a version. Don't only think of like, oh, yeah, people are oppressed. Or people in other countries where the governments are pressing them down. Or maybe people here who are disadvantaged. It definitely includes those, but we can find our places of oppression. You might be in an oppressive marriage. You might be in an oppressive family situation, oppressive work situation. You might be, and this is the key now, we often do this in our society, oppressing yourself. Okay? And God, Jesus says, I've come to set you free, to give you liberty, okay, from all these things. That, he's basically saying, I've come to give you a fresh start. Acts 10 says this. Acts 10, 38 says, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power and he went around doing good and healing all those who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. Doesn't that sound amazing? Oh boy, we could sure use a Jesus today, couldn't we? Couldn't we use a Jesus walking the streets today? I've got good news for that. It's you. That's exactly... You don't believe me? It's not up there because I didn't want to put it up there. John 14 to 12 to 14, says this roughly, Jesus said, whoever believes in me will do the works I've been doing. What was he doing? He went around doing good and healing all. How many? How many? What about that guy over there? What about the evil guy in the country I don't like? What about that other guy I don't like? What about that lady that hurt my feelings the other day? What about my (laughs) jerk boss? What about, whatever, not mine, mine's not a jerk, but yours maybe. Okay? (laughs) in case he ever watches this, I want him to know, right? Are they, who? All of them. Jesus said, whoever believes in me will do the works I've been doing and they will do even greater things because I'm going to the Father. Ask in my name and I will do it. Roughly, I just paraphrased what Jesus said there. Now, that's Jesus speaking. That's a promise of Jesus. And look at yourself and go, me? who has a phone with him? Who has their phone with him? Anybody have their phone with them? Okay, if you have your phone with you, if you don't, sit next to somebody, you have a phone. Okay, open your camera. I want to open your camera. Don't want you to take a picture of me. Okay, I want you to flip around the camera like you're going to do a selfie. Okay, flip your camera around like you're going to do a selfie. Come on, all the young people should know how to do this in 10 minutes, seconds. Okay, I'm looking at myself right now. Okay, look at yourself. Okay, forget about your neighbor. Look at yourself and say, that's me. That's me. Can you see? That's you. You see that? So so, so, I want you to look at yourself now and say, Jesus is talking to you. Jesus is talking to you. What is he saying? He says, whoever believes in me. So if you're here this morning and you believe in him, you will do the works he did, and you'll do even greater things because he went to the Father. Talk about a fresh start this morning. Seriously, Jesus, I can do the things you did. What did you do? I went out doing good and healing all who are under the power of the devil. That sounds like a pretty good fresh start. Fresh anointing, fresh impartation. Because when we do that, well, our final part of it will be that we have a fresh impact. Okay, let's read this amazing story. Jesus had some followers, some disciples. and Let's, let's read about them what they did. Let's go to the next one, Luke 10. It says, the seventy. he had 70 disciples he sent out. And he said, go out there, preach the kingdom, pray for everybody, heal people, cast out demons, No, and then come back and tell me how things go. And it says, The 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us through your name. He said to them, I saw Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Look, I gave you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Uh, Where are we here? Huh? That's good. No, stay there. Nevertheless, Do not rejoice that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice that your names are written in heaven. And at that time, Jesus rejoiced in the Holy Spirit and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you've hidden these things from the wise and intelligent and revealed them to infants. Yes, Father, it was for your good pleasure. So let's go back here. The 70 come to Jesus and go, basically, what they're like like us. They come back and go, hey, Jesus, it's crazy, because the thing you said would happen, happened. He's like, yeah, I know. I told you to go do this. And they're freaking out because they said, oh, you said I could do the same works you did, and then I went and did it, and it happened. Ah, He's like, yeah, I know. And then they're all, see, now what happens is they're like us. They start focusing on the stuff. Their first thing is, oh, even demons obeyed us. Check it out. There are whole churches like that now. Just go on YouTube and type in, don't actually, it's it's horrendous. But you can watch it, and there's whole ministries, whole churches that make their, 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 their whole existence about the stuff. And they get lost in there, and they forget about the one. They forget about the one that gave them the fresh start. And so Jesus says, hold on, nevertheless, do not rejoice that the Spirit's are subject to you. So he's saying, don't focus on the stuff. It'll happen, because I promised it. Focus that your names are written in heaven. Focus, what, I could, if I could paraphrase, Jesus saying, focus that I gave you a fresh start. Okay, focus that you're saved. Okay, and then Jesus rejoices to him. And it says here later, it says, you hid these things from the wise and intelligent, but revealed them to infants. He's not saying, it's, it, it sounds like he's saying, oh, all the wise and intelligent don't know, about you, uh, don't know about the truth, and only babies know. He's not saying that. He's talking about those who think they know it all, those who have all the power, they're not getting it. But to the people who are just living their lives, doing their daily things like we all are doing, you revealed the truth to them. You gave them a fresh start. Amen? All right, so when we're talking about having a fresh start, I want to I look at the book. Uh, but we'll go back to Isaiah. Um, it's the last slide. There you go. Isaiah says this, Forget the former things. Don't dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Or could we say a fresh thing? Okay, now it springs up. Huh? Spring, huh? get it? Okay, do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. So you might need a fresh start this morning. Your life might resemble a wasteland. Maybe a parched desert. Maybe a really thorny jungle. I don't know. And you feel like, I need a way. Well, you heard the song this morning. You heard them singing that song, Waymaker. He is, God is, the waymaker. He is the God that makes a way. He is the God that gives us a fresh start. So anybody here this morning feel like you need a fresh start? Well, you've come to the right place. But, but, more importantly, you've got to go to the right person. Amen. Yeah. Okay, you can come to church a thousand times and not get right with Jesus. Okay, So, it's He is the way maker. Not me, not my ideas, not the way I talk, not the singing, not the, the structure of church, or, or whatever it is, it is Jesus Christ who is the, ra- the way maker. You go to Him, and He will make a way. Amen? Amen? Amen. Anybody need a fresh start this morning? Anybody? You know Anaya, she's getting dedicated today. She's getting a fresh start on life. She's brand new, right? She's brand new. The whole world, as we say, is her oyster. And you're thinking, wow, man, I wish I could go back to there. Any of you ever thought like, oh man, if I if I go back to high school, I would have done things differently. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how many of you are like me. Like I would have done. A, I would have tried a lot harder in school, in high school. If I know now what I know, like. You know, I was busy playing sports and doing stuff, whatever. I probably wouldn't have goofed off as much. Anybody like that? You look back at your life and go, you know, whatever, some choices you make. The Bible's encouragement is forget the former things. Don't dwell on the past. I'm doing a new thing. So God can do a new thing in your life. No matter who you are, no matter where you've been, no matter what you've done, God can make away. He'll give you a fresh start. He'll give you a fresh vision, fresh understanding, fresh revelation, fresh impartation, fresh anointing, and you'll have a fresh impact in your own life, your family's life, your work life, your, your community, everything like that. Anybody believe that this morning? Anybody need a fresh start? Anybody need a fresh start this morning? Jesus is the answer to your fresh start. Okay. Oh, how do I do that, Richard? How do I, how do I, how do I, how do I, get a fresh start with Jesus? It's super complicated. Are you ready? Can you close your eyes for a second? Close your eyes and bow your heads like you're going to pray. Okay. Close your eyes and bow your heads like you're going to pray, okay? I'm going to ask if, if the camera just focus on me so nobody can see the crowd, okay? If you need it, keep your eyes closed, if you need a fresh start this morning, could you just put up your hand? I will not call you up. I just want you to put up your hand. If you feel like I need a fresh start in some area of my life, just put up your hand up there in the sky for me to see it, okay? You need a fresh start. You just need, you need something fresh, okay? So you're ready for the super complicated way to get a fresh start with Jesus? Ready? Follow. Just repeat after me. dear Jesus. I believe your word. I believe when you say that you are for me and not against me, that it's true. And I ask forgiveness. If there's anything in me that's sinful, that you find needs to be changed, Lord, show me how to have a fresh start. I believe your promise that we will do the things you did and even greater things. I stand on that promise and I'm looking for a fresh start, Lord. Help me to realize in these coming days what I need to do, where I need to go, what I need to read, whatever it is, to walk in that fresh start. In Jesus' name, amen.